0: Welcome to Peak Tales, a conversation about chromatography. Now here's your host, John. Good day, everyone. This is John Damari. Welcome back to the Peak Tales podcast. This is the podcast that talks about HPLC and GC chromatography. We are in our second season, another exciting episode. Uh, Basically, our technical resources are just going to take over for today's episodes. Uh, You might not even hear me (laughs) on this episode, but you will hear me a little bit later. You know, we've got a special promotion for season two. You'll have to listen to the end of this episode to get that promotion code. And that promotion code is available to everyone in North America on our chemistries and supplies products. So without further ado, I'll hand it off to our technical resources. Alex is on deck today. So here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is John. We are here today discussing an episode that was entitled, Clean Up Your Act and Your Sample. I'm joined today with Alex Ucci, He's one of our product support technical specialists. And Alex, let's talk about sample prep or cleanup.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, This is a subject not many people like to talk about because sample cleanup is simply an extra step in the process. Even myself, I'd much prefer to just get my sample injected into my instrument and be done and get my results. Um, But, of course, if you simply injected your sample as is, you could have significant problems depending on the type of matrices you're dealing with, right? Uh, The good news is that Agilent does have a wide portfolio of sample cleanup products that help people remove unwanted matrix from their sample. And we have ones that are very simple, and we have ones that are more more complex, for those really dirty samples. So why would somebody want to do sample cleanup? Well... Well, if you think about it, if you are working with a dirty sample and you simply dilute and shoot it, which a lot of people do, um, all that junk is making its way inside of your expensive instrument and that can wreak havoc on your instrument and the supplies inside like the column. Simply incorporating a sample cleanup step can be very beneficial. Less matrix is actually making into the system with the cleaner sample, including both onto the column and into the mass spec or your detector. And this leads to less interferences, improved signal-to-noise ratio, and better reproducibility. Overall, chromatography appears better, allowing for less time to be spent on data analysis and manual integration. The number of reruns and recalibrations are reduced as well. This certainly saves time and money, and we know that time is money. (laughs) Um, And as a result of less matrix entering the system, there is just generally less maintenance required, meaning less instrument downtime and cost savings on both consumables and unexpected maintenance and service. And also, as a result of a cleaner, less contaminated, contaminated system, there's less troubleshooting as well. When that instrument, you know, when you come in on a Monday and the instrument is beginning, beginning to behave badly or have weird symptoms, it can take time to troubleshoot the problem, especially if you don't know where to begin. This troubleshooting can be very time-consuming and expensive and also sometimes requires the instrument to go down which means less time spent running on samples. So generally, overall, as much as people don't want to do it, incorporating a sample cleanup step can be very beneficial. So you started
0: out by talking about uh, less matrix. What are some of the common matrices
1: that we need to look out for, need to clean up for? Oh, There are so many. (laughs) Um, You know, I would say the most common are solid particulates, salts, lipids, proteins, and certainly there's that other category, right? And we can certainly go through these one by one and briefly discuss them, okay? Yeah, so let's start
0: with particulates.
1: So this is probably the easiest one to handle since you simply need to filter your sample to get rid of those solid particulates. Agilent offers syringe filters, uh, 96-well filter plates. We recently came out with new filter vials, so there's certainly a lot of options. Um, with the filter vial, you can simply filter your sample right in the vial and then put it on your on your autosampler, very convenient. No, um, solid particulates, if they're not removed, will otherwise clog up your HPLC column. Um, if you're doing GC, they'll accumulate in the liner and possibly at the a- ahead of the column. So over time, they can wreak havoc, and I think more so on the HPLC system because your pressure will slowly rise over time. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. What about salts? So if somebody wants to remove salts in the sample, there are many ways to do so. Sometimes people will do a liquid-liquid extraction to partition their sample from an aqueous environment to the organic phase, and the salts should stay in the aqueous layer. Agilent recently came out with a product called Chemilute S, which is a solid-supported liquid-liquid extraction product, which makes doing liquid-liquid liquid-liquid extraction a lot easier. You apply your aqueous sample, um, you let that absorb to the the sorbent, and then you apply a, a not miscible water-immiscible solvent to the same sorbent to pull out your analytes of interest and leave the salts in the water and the aqueous layer behind. Um, another technique is solid phase extraction, or SPE, where you can use a sorbent to hold onto your analy- analyte of interest while your salts flow through to waste. Agilent has many different chemistries or sorbents for solid phase extraction, so it's likely we have a phase that will hold on to your analytes of interest while the rest goes goes away. Okay? <laughs> what if we're working with proteins and lipids? So proteins and lipids are a very common headache for many people. And they interfere in the chromatogram and can also stick around, so it's it's really beneficial for someone to remove them. And this obviously, you know, with proteins and lipids, this commonly affects people analyzing biological samples or food samples. I probably see that the most, you know, when I'm talking to customers. Um, Agilent has filter plates that have, it depends, so there's many different products, right? Agilent has these filter plates that have non-drip membranes in them. That way you could perform protein precipitation inside the well of the plate and then filter everything through. This work this works well for people with tiny samples by a biological nature, um, and this sort of product, you can filter particulates and proteins in one step. We also sell products that have both the non-drip membrane and a special sorbent inside for moving lipids called Captiva EMR lipid. So someone could remove proteins and lipids at the same time, which is very convenient. Um, this Captiva EMR lipid product is very specific. It's very, it's meant to target only the lipids or fats and oils in your sample and not your analyte of interest. Um, I'm sure we'll have other podcasts in the future that specifically talk about this product, but for the interest of time... Um, this product will be definitely beneficial for somebody wanting to remove proteins and lipids at the same time. Uh, We have this product also available, you know, I already mentioned in the 96-well plate, but we also have this in the 1, 3, and 6ml format cartridges, or cartridges, rather. Um, And People could also use solid phase extraction to perhaps remove lipids or proteins, but sometimes SPE requires some method development, so it can be more time-consuming. If somebody came to me with an issue like this, I would probably recommend the Captiva EMR lipid product over the SPE, but certainly um, SPE is an option.
0: That's all about uh, ease of use and Mm -hmm. time-saving. Yep. There
1: is that other category that you yep, mentioned. Yeah, that the start. other category. Uh, <laughs> well, certainly there are other interferences people would like to remove, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, "Oh, what about sugars? What about this?" Um, but and and I would probably say solid phase extraction would be the best one in that case, uh, since there are so many different phases or chemistries. You can certainly use SPE for many different applications. You can also use SPE to concentrate your own analytes of interest. Um, you know, we have customers that are analyzing liters upon liters upon sam- like lots of sample, um, you know, pharmaceuticals in water, you know, or whatever the case may be, you might have to concentrate that, that way you're, you know, you can't inject that much into your instrument, right? Um, but also you can use SPE to capture what you don't want, or in some cases, you know, what you do want, and sometimes, you know, both, right? Um, but there is a lot of flexibility with SPE, but as I mentioned earlier, it can be time consuming. But it should leave your sample very clean.
0: So, I've heard of another technique
1: called catchers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. So, catchers utilizes the same sorbents that are inside of an SPE cartridge, but the difference is that that sorbent is loose at the bottom of the centrifuge tube. With sulfate, I uh, uh, can't speak today. It's only Tuesday, right? Um, with extraction, the sorbent is packed inside the cartridge. Well, um, so, you know, again, with SPE, you can use it to hold on to what you want or what you don't want, uh, or both. Um, people use catchers to only remove what you don't want. Uh, people will you use commonly use this for fruits, vegetables, and generally food applications, and we Agilent sells convenient catchers kits for people to use, so certainly those are available.
0: Wow, there's a lot to consider with sample cleanup, it's not just uh, one solution.
1: Right, and that's why people don't like doing it. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it, it's it's a tough. It, it can be tough, right? Um, but certainly, I encourage people. Encourage people if they need assistance with their sample cleanup to reach out and talk to us. That's that's my job. That's why I'm here to help. Right. Yeah. And again, as Alex mentions, we have a, a group of people like Alex who are technical
0: specialists who can talk with you about your specific workflow. And about your sample cleanup needs and uh, advise on where you should start and the different techniques that you should try so we have years and years of experience and experienced mm-hmm. people who've actually done this work so please give us a call contact your local Agilent representative we'll get you hooked up with Alex or people like Alex uh, go online to uh, Agilent.com and uh, request that we contact you we're more than happy to get back uh, to you in a timely, well way. So that's kind of all we have for today. Um, a uh, important topic, uh, but one in which there are a lot of different options. Thanks for joining us, Alex.
1: Thank you. You're very welcome.
0: Thank you once again, Alex, uh, for giving us that uh, important information today. I wanted to let our listeners know about that promo code I mentioned at the top of this episode, and this is for North America, and this applies to the chemistries and supplies that you might need for your HPLC or GC. Um, depending upon what type of methodology you are using. The promo code is 1599. Uh, There are certain limitations uh, and restrictions. However, you can use that promo code 1599. You can use that on our web store, or you can use that by talking to one of our representatives. Thanks for listening to this episode of Peak Tales. For more information on what was discussed today, contact your local Agilent representative or go online to agilent.com.